from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. At four, we go football. We call it football at four. And today is, I mean, it should be a holiday. The NFL season starts today. Not game action. I'm sure there's not even really a ton of practice going on. But the players report. How about that? The, yeah. The first team. Rookies are reporting all over the league. But the first team to have rookies and veterans report. The New York. Do they call them the football Jets now? It's New York football Giants. Just the New York Jets. There you go. Did they, did they just make a draft pick? Is that what's going on here? No, I just. They're the Jets. I'm booing them. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about them already. Who buckle up. If you're tired of hearing about the Jets already, they are going to be plastered wall to wall for the next six months. And the reason being is because I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you haven't heard, but they they did get a kind of polarizing new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. No, did that slip under under I, your radar? I, I hadn't yeah. heard. To me, I'm sorry, I haven't tuned into ESPN the last six months. Uh, the NFL knows exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they're doing with the schedule, with with things like this, the reporting, with hard knocks, with the preseason schedule, including the way they're rolling the Panthers and the, the, the uh, can we call it a tornado, rolling the Panthers into the tornado following the New York Jets, right? The the, the hoopla, right? The the entire chaotic surroundings of the Jets are going to include the Panthers, and and the NFL gets so much wrong. You'll hear me, I'm sure, if you if you listen to the drive long enough. This is the third show. I don't think we've gotten too far into criticizing the NFL yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like you will hear me call them out when they do things that that don't make sense. But the one thing you cannot say is that they don't know how to market and promote their league. Right? They they know how to make uh, events. They know how to make popular the NFL. The Jets, whether you like them or not, and and as you heard, Dennis, he's. I'd say not the biggest fan. Is that fair? I sounds think so. Right. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, they are one of the more interesting teams this year, right? If if you like, you know, there's going to be a lot of fans out there. I'll put it this way: whose favorite team is you know whoever their favorite team is, right? If you live in Minnesota, it might be the Vikings. My favorite team is the Vikings and whoever's playing the Jets, right? There there's going to be a lot of fandoms played out like that or i i want to see aaron Rodgers do well i don't like what the packers did there's just a lot of opinions surrounding the jets but i also think about it like this they're a big market team with a polarizing quarterback and a few of the brightest young stars in the league garrett wilson sauce gardner sauce gardner had uh what was it asante samuel and darrell revis arguing about him for a day on twitter yeah uh, that Brees Hall might be, when healthy, one of the, the, the best, if not the best, young running back in the league. And, I don't know, all the veterans might not be playing when all this dust settles around around the running back situation. So maybe Brees, Brees Hall will end up being uh, the best running back in the league. Who knows? You also have Michael Carter, who used to play at UNC. Michael Carter. And they have Bam Knight, who used to play at NC State. Zonovan. Running back. <laughs> uh, and and. Some exciting wide receivers, even like like obviously Garrett Wilson, but you mix in all the guys that followed Aaron Rodgers from uh, Green Bay. They they they've got an interesting team. Again, like them or hate them, they're interesting. 
They play in the Hall of Fame game, Jets-Browns. That's why they get to start their their training camp earlier. That's because uh, Joe Thomas is going in from the Browns. Joe Klecko and Darrell Revis are going into the Hall from the, from the Jets. That one's – it is what it is. The first real preseason game for the Jets? Carolina. Here in Carolina, in Charlotte. That is the genius, the chef's kiss of a move from the NFL. Because the NFL – Yes, it's about winning and losing, right? Results-based league, what have you done for me lately? There's a reason why all those cliches exist. Uh, But I would say even more so, it's about the stories. It's about the narratives. Think of it like this. Every year, the Super Bowl takes place, and it's the most watched thing ever, right? The numbers come out, and and the parties, and how many uh, chicken wings are eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. All the stats come out. It's the biggest biggest deal in in, United States of America sports. There's two fan bases that it's absolutely awesome for, right? It's Kansas City and Philadelphia this past year. They were the ones that, oh, my team's in it. This is cool. I'm going to tell my kid. I'm going to, you know, uh, buy jerseys, and we're going to do everything possible. There's 30 other franchise fans that, why do they care, right? It's not their team in it. Do you know why they care? It's because of the stories. It's because of the narratives. It's because... They know the players. They know the characters, right? They may not have been a Kansas City or a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but maybe they liked Patrick Mahomes. They might not be a Kansas City or a Philadelphia fan, but maybe they didn't like the way A.J. Brown was treated by the the Tennessee Titans. So they're excited to see him have success, win the breakup. And the NFL is using the Jets' hoopla using the Jets' cyclone of excitement to tell the story of Bryce Young. Because everybody is going to tune in to whatever preseason game Aaron Rodgers is playing in, and they're then going to retune in to see it the, the, the next week on, on Hard Knocks. Right? They're going to retune in to learn all those, those storylines again. And guess who is going to be right there across from Aaron Rodgers if he's playing in the preseason? Right there across from whoever the Jets are playing. It's going to be Bryce Young. Yeah. Now, make it the, the, the NFL doesn't care, but I'll tell you how I think it's going to break out. They don't care if he's likable or unlikable. They just care that people are forming opinions of him now. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be likable because I've watched interviews with him. I've watched podcasts with him, and he's the most media-trained, media-polished player that has come into the league in a while. So I don't think he's going to stick his foot in his mouth at any point in time. If he does, we'll talk about it, but I don't anticipate it. They don't care if he's likable or unlikable. They just care that we know him. And they are going to get him into those situations, into the spotlight on a stage somewhere, so we can start forming those opinions. That way, if it works out for the the Panthers, like so many Panthers fans are rooting for right now and hoping and fingers crossing for right now, and he takes them to, you know, four Super Bowl appearances in the next 15 years, you know, what what a, a great quarterback does, win. Yeah. Then on those Super Bowl Sundays. Right when it's the Panthers versus one other franchise, the thirty fan bases that don't have any rooting interest in in that game are going to be tuning in. Going, I've I've liked that Bryce Young ever since I saw him on the Jets Hard Knocks. Right? Oh, you know when he turned me? I didn't really like him at Alabama because you know I don't like anyone from Alabama. But that first preseason game where he struggled or when he didn't struggle and how he handled it. Right? Oh, he burst onto the scene and threw for touchdowns on his first two drives, whatever it is, the NFL is making sure we all see that. 
and not just we all meaning here in the triangle or here in Carolina because, you know, the the Panther fans are going to watch Panther games anyway. But that game will be watched twice, again, when you include uh, Hard Knocks, the, the following week, kind of the, the reissue of the storylines. We watched twice by people in Nevada. We watched twice by people in New Jersey and Michigan and everywhere around the country. And whether they, they consciously do it or not, they're going to be making opinions of Bryce and Jonathan Mingo. And, you know, they probably already have their opinions of, of Frank Reich and a few of the other veterans. But Bryce Young is the guy that the NFL is saying, all right, we have all these, we have all these cameras pointed at Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Who else do we want in the picture? It's not a coincidence that they're playing Carolina in their first preseason game or in Carolina's first preseason game and the Jets' first real preseason game. It's the first time we'll see Aaron Rodgers actually throw against another defense. I would assume so. Because there's no joint practices that Cleveland and the Jets are having before the first the, for that Hall of Fame game. But Panthers and Jets are having two days of joint practices leading up to that preseason game. So the first time we'll see Bryce Young throw against someone else in the NFL other than his own teammates. And first time we'll see Aaron Rodgers throw against someone else in a Jets uniform. Yeah, Everyone's going to be all over this. And and it could have been someone else is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Everyone was going to watch because of Hard Knocks and everything, and, and Aaron Rodgers and Sauce Gardner. Everyone was going to watch the Jets. The NFL picked who they wanted to be that that dueling partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's not an accident. Actually, we should, we should say this. Uh, all of that contingent upon Bryce Young eventually signing his contract. Still unsigned, but I don't anticipate it being a problem. We'll, we'll touch on that again later on in the show. Uh, but he has not put pen to paper yet. Not many of the, the premier quarterbacks in the draft have. But I believe that's coming, and I'll, and I'll tell you why later on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan gets to to join in on the fun here. I've heard Dennis do this segment. I've, I've heard quite a few others do this segment, and I just I, I, I had to try it out. So we're going to try it out. It's called Hit It and Quit It, uh, where we, we move through a lot of the, the or many of the biggest stories of the day. We have some fun with it, We uh, and when we're done, we, we quit it. I mean, sometimes it really is that simple. Doesn't need to be anything more than that. That's kind of kind of goes right along with it and quit it. Right? Doesn't have to be anything more than what it is. Uh, you ready, Dennis? Let's do it. All right, let's hit this. Jim Phillips is being named as a defendant in a lawsuit by former Northwestern athletes. Oh, that that sprung a whole new side to what's going on at Northwestern this afternoon. It did, and it's. I'm not surprised that he's named because really anyone in position of power over the last. 15-ish years at at Northwestern, mm-hmm. you're going to have your name attached to a lawsuit in some way, shape, or form, whether you're Pat Fitzgerald, 
uh, whether you're the president, whether you're Jim Phillips, your name is going to be attached. I, I'm just the thing I'm waiting for, though, Tim. When do we actually start seeing true criminal investigation? Now, civil suits are different. You don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. But at what point do we start seeing local authorities there in Evanston or even state authorities start investigating? I also and and I'm, I'm thinking of the, the right way to ask this question. Is it like it? Are they being named Fitzgerald Phillips? Are they being named in, as defendants in these these in this suit or these suits that'll be be brought as kind of like there is a public part of this, right? There is a image, a newsworthiness part of this. Are their names being used to draw attention to the the lawsuit, or are they the main the main go afters? You know what I mean? Like there's there's two different parts there, and and we won't know until we get further into it, but. There's two things that changed today for me. One, when Jim Phillips' name gets involved, it becomes a bigger deal because now it's not just people that are at Northwestern and still at Northwestern, yeah. right? Pat Fitzgerald was still there. Um, Jim Phillips has gone on to be the ACC commissioner. Uh, but I'll throw this in there also. The other thing that that uh, kind of was revealed today was it wasn't just football and baseball. There's volleyball. There's softball allegations now. And that's where the athletic director probably has more questions to answer. Because it's not just, hey, that was a locker room. They kept it inside that locker room. Now it's like, oh, wait a second. There's something about this program that made it all possible. So we'll just have to wait and see where it goes from there. Let's hit, quit that, and let's hit this. You like that? You like that? So speaking of the state of North Carolina and the NFL, you mentioned a little bit ago about Bryce Young needs to sign his contract. Mm -hmm. Still, his rookie contract. Someone from the state of North Carolina, Ashley High School, out there in Wilmington, played at UNC Charlotte. A third-round selection of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Alex Highsmith, signed a four-year, $68 million extension with the Steelers today. I'm excited. You're excited. You should see Alex Highsmith. He's $68 million worth Yeah, of well, excited. there's that, yes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll add this. Um, two things about Alex Highsmith. One, he's underrated because he plays opposite TJ Watt. Sure. And when that pass rush has success, T.J. Watt's going to get the credit. But Alex Highsmith was very, very good last year. Yeah. Uh, and T.J. Watt wasn't always there to be opposite Alex Highsmith. Uh, and I'll throw this out there also. Uh, he was a walk-on at Charlotte. Yeah. I am. I was a walk-on at the University of Delaware. I am extremely pro-walk-on. I think it is uh, a true badge of honor when you, you – I mean, just go on to college success, mm-hmm. let alone to being a walk-on, going on to draft pick, going on to – stud in the nfl going on to 68 million dollar contract that is a long trip to make from walk on at, at charlotte playing for the 49ers to where alex highsmith is right now and to get drafted too that's the thing is a third round draft pick so he's definitely built himself up from as you mentioned to from from walk on to mm-hmm. hey i'm walking out of here with 68 million bucks on this contract and 27 million, uh, 27.7 million in guarantees, and 38 million over the first two years of the deal. When TJ Watt was out a lot last season because of that pectoral injury, he still racked up 14 and a half sacks. Knowing that, like, oh, okay, TJ Watt's not there, we can focus all of our attention on Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith, and he still balled out. And it's it's a mark of confidence from the Steelers that yeah. as his profile rises and as he rises up the the scouting report, right, as more teams focus on him or make sure they know where he is or, or, or those types of things that he'll still be able to perform because he is still relatively a 
I don't want to say a small name, but he's not super premier name yet. The production no. was there last year, but that's going to continue to rise, and the Steelers are saying they, they're, they still think he's going to be productive. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Never lost. Speaking of endearing yourself to North Carolina. Yes. Right? A walk-on at Charlotte, that's going to be a crowd favorite. Bryce Young coming to North Carolina, trying to be a crowd favorite. Probably has every single uh, business wanting to partner with him. He just became the face of the NFL franchise in the state, the the Carolina Panthers. He's linking up with Bojangles. Yes. That's well played. Let's go. That's well played. Let's go. There's, you want to be all, you want to be all things North Carolina, Bojangles. It's 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 one of the it's it's one of those deals where it's like, I hope his marketing agent or whatever was sitting around and was like, all right, how are we going to endear him? Right, he's from California. He played in Alabama. We need to make him uh, appeal to this fan base. And there was like some intern that was like, Bojangles. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Get on the phone. I like it. Great idea. Take that. Best idea in the room wins. Get some hot, get some Texas Pete hot sauce. Go with go. it. Crack open a bottle of cheer wine. There we go. And finish it off with some Krispy Kreme donuts. You'll be all things North Carolina at that point. It, and and I mean, it's like I those little things. You know, we're probably making a kind of a, a, a jokey big deal out of it. I do think they matter. Like I I do think, you know, there's gonna be games this year where Bryce Young looks like a rookie. And if, if you don't like the person or you feel like they're looking down at you or whatever it is, you're going to be less forgiving. But if, you know, if you, you try to buy into the community, you try to, to, to you know, I don't know, extend yourself out into, into the, the people and, and little things like, yeah, Bojangles, rather than some other national chain, it does matter. So credit to you, Bryce Young, and credit to you, Bryce Young's uh, marketing agent. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. At the end of the day. Uh, at the end of the day, Drake May is getting Are you himself. Say this all in rhyme? What's that? Oh, at the end of the day, Drake May. Yes, at the end of the day, Drake May. Is he opening the people's energy drink? Because he is now has an NIL deal with The Rock. That's right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has this new energy drink going out called Zoa. It's Z-O-A. His new energy drink will... Seven college athletes, including Drake May, alongside Angel Reese, the LSU women's basketball player, and a few others. George's Brock Bowers also involved in this. Mm -hmm. uh, Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. among this group. NIL deal to promote, and I don't know, promote, maybe just drink endorse. ZOA, endorse ZOA, the Rocks. Energy. Could you imagine Drake May, who's 20 years old, when he was born, The Rock was pretty much done wrestling <laughs> at that point. Let's not play that game. It's, but it's, still, it's a dangerous game for making yourself feel I know, much older that, than, yeah, I'm than older you are. Than you, my man. But here's the thing. He has a NIL deal with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his new energy drink, Zoa. Pretty cool to see Drake May land something like that. He, he probably knows Dwayne The Rock Johnson from like the Tooth Fairy movie or, or knows him from Jumanji or something like that. Fast and Furious, like Fast I'm, Five. I'm, I'm in a deal. I got a name, image, and likeness deal. Oh, yeah, with who? The guy from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Vin Diesel? No, the other one. Tyrese? No, the other one. Ludacris? No, the other no, one. No, Ludacris. On and on and on. Uh, here's what I actually think is interesting. The seven mm -hmm. the seven choices are interesting. Uh, they have, they have uh, super viral, super famous, super successful. Drake May's in the mix. Yeah. And, and 
I don't think that's an accident, right? The 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 Rock. I don't know if he's out there scouting football players, but somebody told him Drake May is about to be very, very, very famous. Yeah. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson rolls in very, very famous circles. My guess is to get a call back from that guy, you can't have less than like ten thousand uh, or uh, ten million followers across all platforms. And Drake May now has his number. Hey, I need some more Zoa. Hit me up. Do you think? Uh, do you think that he? Does like a people's elbow after a touchdown? I think I think there's nothing off the table. How big is this name, image, and likeness endorsement? Hey, everything's negotiable. Everything's got a number. Hey, if the Rock really wants to pony it up, Mac Brown will do the people's elbow after touchdowns. Like, how much money are we talking here? Recruiting's expensive now. Make it happen. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't hate it if he did a little like eyebrow raise or something, uh, just a little nod, right? I mean, you know. If he throws a touchdown pass and then he runs down there and, and people's elbows the wide receiver, that might be a little over the top. But if there's something a little smaller that they could like wink, wink, nod, nod to it, man, why not? Make we, it happen. We, we've seen we've seen things like that in the past. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Got him. There's this viral clip going. Uh, have you watched the the quarterback on Netflix, the documentaries? I have not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have much interest in it. Okay, I'm I'm one episode in. It's Hard knocks for just quarterbacks. It's it, I yeah. like, it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to finish it. But uh, some are making it out to be like, I don't know, 2001, a space odyssey for the modern times. And I'm not quite sure it's that. Um, but I'll go with this. Uh, there's one clip where they are Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are on stage at the media night. So there's, you know, uh, I think it was Cam Hayward was the MC. They're getting the crowd all riled up and they have a couple players from each team on, on the stand or on the, the stage. And sitting next to each other are the quarterbacks. And Mahomes tells Jalen Hurts that he booked an Airbnb for his family at the Super Bowl three months ago, which is three months prior to the Super Bowl. And comes across as if he is uh, just telling, like, hey, this is why I saved money. He's like, oh, the price is so much better because I booked it three months ago. Just like if – if I don't know if everyone's like uh, – my wife and her friends are this way. If you compliment something they have, they immediately tell you like the discount they got on it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I like your hat. They go, Target, twelve dollars. And it's just like I didn't I didn't ask for the, the price, but okay. Okay. Uh it kind of sounded like Mahomes was doing that. Hertz was like, Is your family staying here? And he was like, Yeah, Airbnb, got it for cheap, booked it three months ago. But what everyone else is saying, the the viralness of this is like, oh, Pat Mahomes called his shot. He knew they were gonna be in the the the, the Super Bowl three months ago and that's that's why he was willing to book it i'm i'm kind of calling shenanigans on that i don't think that's what it was i think whether the chiefs were in it or not they planned on being there right Uh, if you go to the super bowl there are a ton of players kicking around of teams that did not make the super bowl i think he and his family were probably just going to be in town for the parties and the media whether the chiefs were there anyway and maybe the other option would be Probably wasn't a gigantic to him. Might be a big, big bill to the rest of us. Probably wasn't a gigantic cancellation fee. So maybe he was like, I'll book it three months in advance. If we don't get it, I'll pay the cancellation fee and we'll move on. I just don't, I don't think even he was that brazen. Be like three months prior, we're making the Super Bowl. I'm going to make, you know, non-refundable, massive commitments. Because I know he's rich, but you don't want to throw money away. I don't think it was that kind of uh, deal. Well, plus as well, a lot of these guys have stuff they endorse during the Super Bowl. 
So like you Super Bowl Radio there. Row, yes. you have to be there. So if there's an endorsement that he would have, he's going to be there either way. So it's actually probably a smart thing for him to go ahead and book that. I was I was at Radio Row. Uh, Emmett Smith was walking around with Subway sandwiches and lockers behind him. Somebody was pushing around little lockers with, with Subway sandwiches in there. Nice. And Yeah, so maybe Subway. Had, <laughs> if, if Emmett Smith fell through, that was going to be Mahomes. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. We got better tonight. NHL. Yeah. Their Players Association, so the Players Union, mm-hmm. trying to get players back in the Olympics. Dennis, you're you're a, a big hockey fan. Yes. I, does this make as much obvious sense to you as it does to me? Of course it makes sense. Last time I checked, the NHL still, in terms of the four major sports leagues in, this, in North America, they're number four, right? True. You and, and you're to, talking popularity. In terms yes. of popularity, yeah. you're number four. You need to boost that as much as you can. Being on the world stage with your best players out there impacts your league in a positive way. Because there are a lot of people that tune in just for the Olympics. Like, oh, I'm going to flip over and watch USA Hockey play whomever. Oh, and I see all these. Oh, that guy plays for that team? Oh, oh, I didn't. Wait, hold on. That guy plays for the Carolina Hurricanes? Oh, right here. I'm going to potentially tune in a little bit more. It only helps. I get why owners don't like it. Because your players might get hurt. I get that. And they're getting hurt playing for somebody other than yourself. I understand. But you have to look at the big picture. It's once every four years, and it's a way to grow your game. To me, it's what your league needs. Everyone outside of the owners of NHL teams should be all in on this. Yeah. Because if everyone else should just be worried about the health of the game, making your stars bigger stars, making them more... Uh, into the public awareness. I know a ton of sports fans that like might be baseball and basketball fans, but anytime someone puts USA on their chest, they're walking in. They're 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 all in. They're they're trying to watch. So if you can get those fans to to like a certain player, you might make a new hockey fan. Now, if I'm the owner of an NHL team, I completely understand. Hey, if I'm paying a guy six and a half million, eight million dollars this year to play hockey, I don't want him to go get hurt playing hockey when I'm not paying them. Like, I want them to get hurt on the clock if I'm not going to have them available. I get that, right? And uh, unfortunately, I don't think that uh, NHL owners should be the ones deciding if players can play in the Olympics or not. So, uh, you know, I I, I would not want to watch the Olympics, especially like with NHL players involved in the Olympics, with an NHL owner. Because my guess is that is very tense. That is a lot of holding your breath. Every mm-hmm. time their shift is on, on the ice, they're going like, ah, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. I don't. That doesn't sound fun to me. But I would like to watch the Olympics with NHL players, with literally anyone else in the world, because I think it would be a great time and it would be significantly better than it's been. So, NHL owners won't be very popular that week. But that's it. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. It means more. More NHL. It means more NHL. Now, something we see the NBA is doing this upcoming season. They're starting. It's the NBA Cup. It's a, a regular season mid-season, mid-season in-season. tournament. Inspired by European soccer event. With, with group play, things along those lines. So we have that this coming season. The NHL did speak about that today, and they were asked about a potential in-season tournament. They said, nah, not even considering it. Thank you, NHL. That's where I go with this. Okay, why? I, the, the NBA, here's the thing. An in-season tournament is awesome and would be awesome for every sport if you could guarantee me one thing. Okay. If you could guarantee me that the players will care about it at all. Like, if you told me that there were going to be, 
you know, a week or two weeks of games in the middle of the season where the stakes would legitimately feel higher from a player effort standpoint, yeah. like the playoffs do, I'm all in. Because then it's just, I mean, I'd be watching the regular season anyway, so why not make it more exciting? The problem is I, do, I can't find a reason why, and I know there's a monetary element, but I can't find a reason why that NBA players or NHL players would realistically go all in for a midseason tournament. I think there, it's more likely to just be treated as a group of regular season games that you happen to maybe, if you do well, get a check at the end. Yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the incentive, though, right? It is, and or at least for the NBA, the winning the winning team, each player gets five hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of incentive. Now, I've, if I'm a star player making thirty plus million, that's a drop in the bucket overall. But I also know I have teammates, which yes. outside of the top three of us would want that and need that more than I do. So maybe I'm playing it for them. Okay, I'll give you that. But, yeah. um, I mean, first of all, I mean, the numbers in the NBA are getting crazy. Uh, Jalen Brown, if he signs his Supermax that he's they're discussing with, with, with the Celtics, yeah. uh, by the end of that contract, he'll be making $70 million a year. Yeah. Now, there will be players making $2 million a year, to uh, which the veteran minimum bench guys, to which they're going to look to Jalen Brown and say, you better go all out. I need that. You know, that's a fourth of my salary yeah. raise here. Uh, I just think when you get to those top three guys, the ones that matter, and they all matter. Don't get me wrong; it's team sport. But if you if if I'm watching a game and like LeBron and Anthony Davis are coasting, but you know, uh, I don't off the bench. Uh, Austin, Austin Reeves is a starter now. Whatever, whoever's off the bench is going sure. extra hard. I'm not going to be super jacked up about that. Um, and LeBron and AD understand they're judged by championships, so they're not going to risk injury. They're not going to risk fatigue. They're going to do the same thing. Again, if you can tell me the players will be more invested, give me a midseason tournament in every single sport. But if they're going to do the same thing they do in regular season games, it's just going to have a weird trophy presentation at the end. You can kind of miss me with that. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Ruffle the Lions feathers. Wrexham. Yeah. Chelsea. Let's go. Tonight. I'll be there. Keenan Stadium. Find me. Chapel Hill. You might be able to see Dennis on the field. It might, yeah. might be very easy to not not playing, but around the outskirts of the field. I mean, field. if I was playing, we would we would know about it. Did I just out myself as not a soccer fan? I meant the pitch. I didn't I didn't mean no, the field. No, we can say field. You're okay. you're you're All in the right. United States. You're allowed to say on the field. I, I, it's okay. You're okay. allowed to say that here. Wrexham documentary? Ooh, you might be in the background of the dock. Yes. How about that? Yeah, I need to find Ryan Reynolds. Are, are you more excited for the game or the possibility of seeing Deadpool? Yes. <laughs> well played. Well played. I'm, I, there's rumor floating around that Ryan Reynolds is basically going to pop in just before the game, wave, Dave. get everyone all riled up, and then dip out. Not that's, even stay that's for the, the game? Rumor. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. We don't know yet. Now, here's the thing. I have to imagine he – I mean – that actually, I would be very pleasantly surprised if that's the case because that means he has something else to do in the triangle. That's a good point. I doubt he's going to like fly all the way in and not like if you're here for ten minutes, you might as well stay for two hours and watch the game. Sure. But if he's if he's waving and leaving the stadium, to me that says there's somewhere else he can get like in a car tonight, and I'd be interested to know what else he's doing in the triangle. Let's find out. 
tail him. What? If you see him, don't <laughs> yes. don't let him leave your sight. Yes, just yes, I'm gonna go full dive rolls. Full. I need dive rolls. I need sliding over the top of of hoods of cars. I need I need Dennis on the prowl. Go full paparazzi here. So here is something that's interesting with the with the writers' strike and the the actors' strike that's going on right now. Production for Deadpool three has stopped. So it's mm. not like he has to be back for a production schedule or things along those lines. That production has stopped for that movie. So what else has he got going on? Exactly. So if, if is he going to sup dogs to watch the game? Yeah, like, maybe. Like it, there's something else that it, top of the hill. If he doesn't stay for at least the game, then that tells me there's something else he's doing here in the triangle, which would be it would spark my curiosity. Let's right? find what it. else. Maybe he's just like, no, I just love this area. I got a couple friends. Like. Gonna go hang out with them in their living room. Maybe that's a possibility, but my curiosity would be would be spiked. And also Chelsea, like I feel like they're not getting nearly enough love. No, they're not. And I know it won't be like the super duper stars playing in this one, but uh, it's still Chelsea. Like they're still one of the the few brands in soccer that are that are going to translate just about everywhere in the world. It's crazy that Wrexham's overshadowing them. Again, the power of storytelling. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? So the Carolina Hurricanes. Are on Valley Sports. Mm-hmm. That's where you watch games. Valley Sports, this is where th- we've talked about in the past where they've dropped some teams because Valley Sports, which is part of Diamond Sports Group, mm-hmm. which is part of Sinclair Broadcasting, they've been hemorrhaging money. So they've been actually been dropping their media rights. For most, exa- uh, most recent example, they dropped the media rights with the Arizona Diamondbacks, gave the rights back to Major League Baseball. It's like, look, just take it. We're not even going to charge anything. We can't make these payments anymore. Here you go. You have the media rights back. Feel free to do it with do with it whatever you want. So we're starting to see Valley Sports drop some uh, some properties. What does that mean for the Carolina Hurricanes? Now we haven't seen Valley Sports yet drop any NHL or NBA teams. Not yet. I was going to say the yet is that's a, that yet. is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Uh, here's my thing. In the media landscape right now, it feels like there's there's two things that are creating so much value when it comes to uh, you know uh, cable networks and streamers and everything. Mm-hmm. It's if you can catch that lightning in the bottle with one show, right? If you can catch the the Game of Thrones, there's uh, a few, right? And, and uh, Game of Thrones is the the biggest baddest example, but there's. Uh, Ted Lasso or whatever it is. Like if you can catch that lightning in a bottle, then then you're you're doing well. The other is live sports broadcast rights. Yeah. The fact that that Bally slash Diamond Sports had the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona and couldn't make it work when that's one of the few like like categories that are are thriving right now and prices are going up and that is a little uh I'd say there's a warning sign flashing, a warning alarm going off. Yeah. And and I don't, I don't know what that – I don't think it necessarily affects the Canes, but I think it could affect how we watch the Canes, which well, that's what I impacts mean. all of us. Yeah, right? how us as fans, how us as consumers, it's already hard enough to watch Valley Sports because you only have, you have, to, you have to have something certain to watch it. It's not I, available <laughs> everywhere. I wouldn't hate it if it goes to one of the streaming services or one of the cable things that I already have. Yeah. That would be very convenient. Put it on the CW. Put put it on the CD. Just can can we bundle it? Can we bundle yeah. it with with the ACC third third pick games? Can we bundle this? Let let's get them all together. Uh, that was fun. That was hit it and quit it. The drive with Tim Donnelly on ninety nine nine. The fans first edition of hit it and quit it. We'll come back to that. Should be a 
Should be a fun time. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, yesterday we had Kevin Keats, North Carolina State head basketball coach, on the show. I asked him, hey, you, your program could be considered transfer you. Last two years, a lot of transfers. His response uh, sparked something in me. We'll go ahead and have that conversation coming up right here on 99.9 The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Foul line driving, strips, going away by Jack Clark for State. Headman pass to Smith, Smith to the basket, jams it left hand. Oh, boy, did the pack need a run out like that. Only. The drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. Yesterday we spoke with Kevin Keats, head coach, Wolfpack basketball, men's basketball. And one of the things about uh, one of the things about the NC State basketball program over the last, I would say, two seasons, or, or going back two off seasons, I should say, that I've noticed is, well, a lot of the players that are main contributors didn't start their career at in Raleigh, right? They, they started their career at some other college, some other culture, and they're bringing whatever talents they've developed through the transfer portal to North Carolina State. So I was going to ask, and I did ask Coach Keats about it. Uh, I said, you know, when when somebody from the outside describes your program as as transfer you, or, or when they, they look at your program and say, you're building mainly through the transfer portal, how do you react? And, you look and, around just college basketball, most of the programs um, are going to have transfers. Um, you know, in our situation, we addressed a bunch of needs that we have. So when you look at last year's team, we brought in four guys that we really needed to have. We needed a post presence. That's why we got Deshaun Mahorshik and, um, you know, we needed guard play. And obviously Jack Clark was a stretch four and Jaquel Joyner. Uh, and then obviously DJ Burns. I think it's important to understand that every year is going to be a little bit different. As you get more guys in your program that's a, a, that are transfers, that means you'll have more guys that's returning if they're not graduating. So in this situation, it doesn't bother me. I, I actually I take it as a compliment. Um, you know, we're out here working, we're addressing needs, and you know, if there was a, a such thing for a McDonald's All-American transfer, we'd have to mention Jaquel as that type of guy. He basically chalked it up to that's just the way college basketball is now. We had some needs. We filled it. And in college basketball, in modern times, the transfer portal, it's just the way it is. And I will give him this. Uh, the college basketball world is changing, and you are missing out if you don't use the transfer portal some. But I'll, I'll, I also want to make sure we know that not every team is doing it the way North Carolina State is with the mass transfers. Also, if you want to catch that full interview, uh, it's on our YouTube page. Search 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. While you while you are there, make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, we'd very much appreciate it, and you can enjoy all the content you need. Uh, we're always throwing stuff up there. The last two years, 
Keats hasn't just taken advantage of the transfer portal. It's not just, oh, it's the way it is, so we've been dabbling. He's all in, more so than most schools. Uh, last year's six leading scorers for state, Terquavian Smith, high school recruit, right? Came came to Raleigh from high school, two years, leading scorer, got it. Uh, the next five, all transfers. Jerkel Joyner from Ole Miss, DJ Burns from Winthrop, Casey Morsell from UVA, Jack Clark from LaSalle, uh, Dusan Mahorchich from, from Utah. Five of their six leading scorers were transfers. That's not just the way college basketball is. That is you deciding to take advantage of one of the things that college basketball now presents that wasn't there. It's it's I'm not by the way, this is not a good or a bad that I'm saying. I'm just explaining that everybody isn't doing it that way. Right? Schools might take three or four transfers in a year, but they're darn sure not taking five of their six leading scorers every year. So that was last season's uh roster. Looking at this season, this offseason that we're currently in. Uh, 247's portal tracker. They 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 do a pretty good job of staying up to date with commitments and and mm-hmm. everything else. They have NC State bringing in Michael O'Connell from yep. Stanford, MJ Rice from Kansas, Muhammad Diara from uh, Missouri, DJ Horn from Arizona State, Ben Middlebrooks from Clemson, Cameron Woods from NC Central, uh, Jaden Taylor from Baylor. That's a lot of incoming transfers again. And some of the transfers from last year are now on their way out this year. So they were in town for a year. That is not just, hey, that's the way it is. That is, we're going to be one of the teams that are the most active out there. And once you start that, it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if you do well with transfers, other transfers are going to be more willing to come and play Mm -hmm. for you. Right? It's like, okay. You're not one of these coaches that puts the the high school recruits above transfers no matter what. So, because you've proven that, I'm more likely to go there as a transfer. And at the same time, if I'm a high school recruit and I have options, right? I'm one of those guys with 10, 15, 20, 30 offers. Guess what? If I if I see you routinely taking minutes away from guys that committed to you out of high school and giving them to juniors that transfer in, I'm going to be like, eh, maybe I, that's not the spot I want to go. So then what do you do? You go back to the transfer portal. And now that's just part of your identity. Again, not good or bad, but it's not what everybody is doing. And the other thing about it is, on a year-to-year basis, it provides a wide range of outcomes. There's something to be said for if you can get a player on campus out of high school and they give you three or four good years, Like that, there's a consistent element to that, right? Mm -hmm. You know what the culture is going to be. That guy can help set it, or he can be a contributor on the floor for three or four years, and then you know you have, uh, you know, hey, whatever else we can put on, whatever freshmen, whatever transfers we can bring in, we can build around this that we've had the past few. It's high risk, high reward to just keep playing the revolving door of the transfer portal. Not only is is it. your evaluations are being tested every single year, but you have to integrate them into your offense and into your culture. Here's Keats uh, when I asked him what that is like with so many new faces year after year. I think one of the biggest things is just getting everybody on the same page. Uh, for example, you know, I've got eight guys that's coming in that were from different programs that played for some really good coaches and different systems. And, you know, what we try to do in the summer is try to get guys to figure out what our system's going to be, how we're going to play both offensively and defensively, 
Uh, we want them to hang out on the court and off the court as much as possible because, you know, the chemistry is what takes you over the hump. I've seen some great teams over the year that had really good players that didn't end up winning a lot of games because they never had chemistry. And, you know, the one thing that was um, really apparent about last year's team is that our chemistry was really good. That is undoubtedly one of the challenges, right? New guys coming in, the social structure, the jokes, like what is your personality? All of that needs to be kind of uh, developed quickly. But the other thing is what I referenced earlier, your evaluation skills as a coach are tested each and every year. I'll put, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, again, a, a reference, I played football at the University of Delaware, for those of you that were, were still getting to know here in the early run of, of the drive. Um, University of Delaware, really prior to my to, to me getting there, had a reputation as a, a transfer destination for a few reasons. We were FCS, and back in the day, pre-transfer portal, you could go from the FBS to the FCS, and you didn't have to sit out. Yeah, no penalty. So, so there was a lot of disgruntled FBS quarterbacks specifically that were like, I don't want to sit out a year, but I got to get out of my situation. I'll go to Delaware. And then Joe Flacco happened. He was at Pitt, and he transferred to Delaware, and he became a first-round pick. So then every quarterback that was looking to transfer was like, I'll follow that path. Mm -hmm. uh, so went Joe Flacco, Pittsburgh, Delaware, first round. The next quarterback that started, um, I won't say his name because it's not a flattering story to him, but – uh, he was at Ohio State, and he was a Elite 11 quarterback, one of the top recruits in the country. He transfers to Delaware, and everyone's just assuming, like, oh, we have this pipeline. It's going to go from big-time school to Delaware to the first round. Then the next year, a different quarterback from big-time school to Delaware to the first round. Uh, and it didn't go that way. For a multitude of reasons, he didn't play well, the team didn't play well, the offense didn't play well. And I think they won. they went 4-8 and eight or something, following a national championship appearance in Flacco's last year. And it was like, oh, you can't just bank on a transfer from a big school every year to come in and play great because if you evaluate incorrectly, you might get a guy that's not going to play great, right? It might not be that style of player. Then the next year, they, what'd they do? They went got a transfer from Penn State, a guy named Pat Devlin. Played great. We made it to another national championship. He went and played in the NFL for four or five years. Mm -hmm. And that's the range, right? It can be great to not great based on how well you evaluate guys that aren't in your program. That's the risk. That's the reward. That's where NC State is right now, the difference being they're bringing in seven or eight guys. So if you hit on three of them, you could be a pretty good ACC team. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.